welcome to Hoops Zooted, the show that combines your two favorite things, weed and basketball. Pack a bowl, grab a seat, and join Evan and Colin as they get high and talk about Lakers basketball and whatever else comes to their wandering brains. Light it, don't hide it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm your host, Evan Moore, and welcome to Hoops Zooted with a little bit of upgraded production value this week. So <laughs> we're here to have some fun. Um, this week, I am got my old trusty Rick and Morty bong, and I've got a little bit of Skywalker in there. So anyway, how you how are you doing this week, Colin? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I got my uh, first of all, I love love the new intro, by the way, that's hilarious. And, and <laughs> definitely uh, some upgraded technology for for a stoner. I didn't expect that out of you. Uh, Going to be smoking another I got my background. So it's a little tough to see. Here we go. Uh, smoking another pre roll today. The strain is cookie glue. Um, but got some stuff to get off my chest real quick before uh, before we get started. Uh, so as I think I've mentioned in the past, my my three kind of other favorite sport teams besides the Lakers are the Packers. As you can see, you got the Packers stuff on uh, St. Louis Cardinals. I grew up in St. Louis uh, and the USC Trojans. So between those three teams, they've had a lot of success over the past 30 years of my life, uh, but this season they're all struggling very hard recently. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals were out of the playoff contention in June, uh, which was whatever. USC was supposed to be, uh, you know, national title contenders coming into this season with Caleb Williams coming back fresh off the Heisman. You know, they got a bunch of transfers. Uh, I told you all I went to the Utah game, which they lost yes. uh, with a, a field goal as time expired uh, the very next day. My Packers lost to, I think it was the Broncos by the same scenario with a, by a field goal as time expired. So I've just been in hell between those three teams. Uh, and, you know, the Lakers have been so-so. We'll, we'll, we'll get to them later, but... Uh, and the Packers have just lost, I think it was four straight. So uh, they just got a win today. Uh, <clears throat> they won, uh, I believe it was 20 to three, uh, huge win. So uh, just want to say Packers has given me life. I'm very excited. Jordan Love looked great today. Uh, they finally fed Aaron Jones like I've been crying about. Our defense was incredible. They 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 held the. Uh, I'm stoned right now. I'm blanking on who we played, but they held them to three points. Uh, it was the. It was the uh, L.A. Rams. Uh, so they didn't have Stafford, but still held them to three points. Uh, held their you know kept their receivers in check. So uh, I'm a I'm a happy camper right now and. Uh, and you know, excited to uh, excited to talk hoops tonight. So uh, I guess I know we've got a guest joining us. So I'll let you uh, introduce him, Evan. Yes, we do. It's you know um, a favorite follow of both of ours on Twitter, and you know someone who we really you know really respect their their knowledge and takes on basketball. Um, good friend of ours, New Don. How you doing tonight, New Don? 
Oh, I think you're, you're on mute there. Yeah, I am on mute. Oh, I'm there feeling go. good. I'm feeling good. Um, <clears throat> just taking a little bit of time away from the family. Got them all tucked in. Um, so it's my time. Um, my bills are playing right now as we speak. But I kind of took a step back um, to spend some time with you guys. Um, I, I got a nice little uh, old school row, old school row, um, and um, I got some wedding cake in here. So just a nice. little bit of mellow uh, times, so I can kind of focus in uh, because I'm watching uh, some hoops here today. Uh, I see that uh, we'll talk about it in the panel later on. Our Warriors take uh, looks like they're about to take another loss to a good team. <laughs> ooh, 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 spicy, spicy. <laughs> well, cool, man. Let's let's dive right into it. You know, we got. We had four um, games this past week. You know, we had a tough overtime loss to the Kings. You know, we had a win over the Magic in the second night of a back-to-back after that loss to the Kings. And then we finally broke the streak against the Clippers. It's no more. That beast is dead. (laughs) We don't have to hear Guru complain about it. (laughs) Yeah. And they don't get to hang any more banners, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they were, the regular they were. season champs have been snuffed out. <laughs> it was making every excuse under the book, so I, I get it. I get it. I, I, as a Laker fan, see, I'm a realistic Laker fan, so I kind of chalked it up. I've been pacing the ten games, and I've been like, okay. I had it more so like I thought we was going to lose the first two, but I mean the Suns had injuries. Um, we pulled that one out. Um, and then we lost to the Kings, a close one to the Kings. I felt like we just started out slow, like we usually been doing. And um, we had an opportunity to win. I thought at that point they probably would have break the heck, especially after the Clippers game. I was like, okay. And then we get to the Magic game, and it's like, once LeBron James shoots the one-legged jumper off a of screen, <laughs> I said, oh yeah, they're not serious. It's one of those nights. It's, <laughs> it's one, one of those nights. It was a Saturday. In Orlando, they're like, we're trying to get to Miami as quickly as possible. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, and then we had, you know, of course, the the inevitable letdown, of course, against the Magic. And, you know, like, it, the way things have gone with this team so far, you know, everybody's, you know, been blaming the usual suspects. But, you know, everything that I keep looking at with this team is – it's player related and it's effort related here in these first six games. And especially it was so glaring in that magic game. It was like, they, they just didn't want to be there. It was just like, yeah, you know, we beat the Clippers. This game doesn't matter. Like let's, let's go to Miami, you know? (laughs) So that's been frustrating, but like, you know, there's still some positives with this team. You know, we, we are down, you know, five players, you know, one of them granted is, you know, JHS, who's probably not going to get any playing time this year anyway. But, you know, those other the, the other players that are down, you know, are impo- important pieces in this team. So, you know, that that also has to be taken into account. So it's, you know, an unfortunate slow start with the way things have gone in the West. But I'm not I'm not panicking or freaking out at the moment. How are you guys feeling about things? Yeah, I think injuries injuries are definitely creeping up on us a little bit, uh, especially with the Vando injury. 
seeming to get, uh, you know, that that timeline seem is seeming to get extended further and further. I'm hoping he'll be back in 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 about in a couple weeks, but we'll see. And I do, I've been saying, I think his, his getting Jared Vanderbilt back is going to f- cover a lot of these holes that we've seen, especially defensively. Um, and you know, I think uh, ha- having him out has uh, we've really missed him. Um, and you know, now we've got the Gabe injury creeping up, um, and and the Rui eye thing. So injuries are creeping up a little bit. Um, so full transparency, I was traveling this weekend. I had a wedding, so I did get to see the full Clippers game, but I missed the entire Magic game. So I guess lucky for me, I got to see the good one yeah. and missed the shitty one. Yeah. Uh, but to talk about the Clippers game real quick, uh, was really impressed with our guys on that one. I forget how much we were down by, I think it was, was it 20 something? Um, but to come back like we did in the second half, it's 19. I think we got as high, I think they 19. got as high as 19. Yeah. yeah. So almost 20, uh, to come back from that, um, you know, on, on this, I guess it wasn't a second night of a back to back, but to come back from that, um, and to have Christian Wood play, you know, phenomenal defense again. I think he had 10 or 11 reboards, rebounds again. Cam Reddish was clamping up dudes. Um, so I was just really impressed to see uh, how we played defensively that game because I know that had been our concern previously was, oh, shit, you know, this team is looking kind of sketchy defensively besides AD. Um, and then obviously to watch AD and LeBron just go, go goat mode uh, offensively against the Clippers and kind of remind people that, that they really are the best, the best duo in basketball when they want to be on both sides of the ball. So that was awesome to see. Um, But like I said, Clippers game, uh, I missed because I was at a wedding. I did record it. And I, when I got back late last night from the wedding, I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I knew I saw the score. So I knew we had lost. Uh, and I knew we had lost bad, but I was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot. I'll start watching it. Uh, and I got about five minutes in and said, fuck this. I'm, I'm out of the, I'm low on sleep. I'm out. Uh, so I'm going to let, I'm going to let Evan and Nudon kind of recap the, the magic game. But I will say, in my opinion, from, you know, the, I watched the highlights and I've obviously seen the box score. Uh, I'm not worried about it at all. There's a lot of Lakers fans you know, freaking out, saying we got to make a trade now. You know, Delo's unplayable. Yeah. Uh, you de- Gabe is fucking useless. All this stuff, even though Gabe didn't play last night. Um, <laughs> got to blame somebody. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so um, I'm not freaking out at all. Yes, it was a bad lo- loss. Yes, it's alarming. When I saw the score, I was like, "What the fuck?" Um, but it's it's a it's a random. Saturday night in November, early November, it's an East Coast road game in Orlando. Like, you know, we already beat them. You already beat them. We already beat this team. Exactly. New Dawn. Like this type of shit happens. These you're not going to win every game in an 82 game schedule. So I think this was just one that, you know, I for there was a lot of reasons uh, and I'll let you guys talk about, you know, what happened in the game because I didn't watch the full thing. But am I worried about this team going forward? No, not at all. I think this was just kind of a, a random loss. But uh, interesting, interested to hear your guys' thoughts specifically on the Magic game. I guess, Nudon, if you want to 
So real quick, my Clippers take was I appreciated the guys taking pride into like winning that game. Like they 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 realized early on that D'Lo was hot. Um, once Austin got his, it felt like with Austin, it felt like he realized at some point, like, wait, I'm a better basketball player than this. <laughs> then he was like, did he, he put, once he put Powell in the dirt, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know how to play ball. Okay. Cause I think it was doubting himself. Like, can I really do this? Then he was like, he put him on the deck and seat him and made that shot. It was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, back now. We this. back. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. I'm mm-hmm. back. Okay, my bad. My bad, y'all. And, and um, other people talk about it. Um, some some great guys on, um, like, Coaches Den and stuff like that. They talk about how um, that's the key to unlocking this thing is that Austin got cooking. But it, it's really the guard play, and it's just – last uh, the Magic game really showed how D'Lo – a bad D'Lo game. This is what a bad D-Lo game looks like. But it opens the door to other things that I, I think we need to start really looking into. Like, Austin, that's your mate. Like, you, y'all are friends in real life. The conversation needs to be had is, hey, man, <laughs> if you don't got it, yeah, you're going to take them shots that you're supposed to take. I'm not mad at you taking them shots. But I'm going to take over the ball for a little bit. Like, like Austin needs to sometimes say that to him. Like, yo, I'm going to take over the ball a little bit. And I know when you don't got it. I could tell when you don't got it. And I, thanks for having my back when I didn't have it. Now it's time for me to have right. it. Back. And that's, that's, that's the evolution of the team that's going to take time to go. Like, that's that, like they're cool and they're tight. And I think people want instant grits, like uh, instant microwave popcorn. Like, it's not going to be that way. And that's why I said, I, I tell people all the time, man, I'm not on my humble. If you, if you want some goofball fandom stuff, I'm going to probably clap back at you, but I'm also on my realistic journey on this one. Like last year was like a, it felt like a bad roller coaster or bad dream. And then it got into a roller coaster ride. And then we, at the end, it was like, Oh, it's all over. So I'm, I'm this year is like a journey for me, like to watch them evolve as a team, like go through the early stripes. Like, I, I think people are like not being realistic about the team of they're really honestly saying we're going to grow through this. Like we're going to play through the emotions and everything to be battle tested. I think the Clippers game was this measuring stick. The Magic game was just the disappointment. Like, yeah. you want to see a contender take teams out that they're supposed to take out. But the Magic are legit, y'all. Like, <laughs> the Mag- I've watched yeah, other games coming. of the Magic game. Like, they're legit good. Like, I don't think – I think people are, like, put them out of the thing, and I did too. But I may have to reevaluate Orlando. Like, yo, if – like, this – if Monday goes the way I think it might go, then that will tell me, okay, Miami's probably the team that drops and Orlando takes its place. Because that's how I, I I gave Magic so – I mean, gave Miami so much props because they have done it over and over again. When we have doubted them, it's hard to doubt them again. But yeah, the way they have started this season is one of those things like, oh, where maybe the Magic are legit. So before, after they played us close the last time and we beat them, I really started watching them more. It was like, 
okay, these dudes know how to play. Like they they're for real. And now Pablo uh is getting better. It is good, but it was just a disappointment because it's that magic game was this, it was about hustle. Like everybody wanted to blame the coach. Like what Ham said was like, I can't scheme rebounding. <laughs> like you yep. can't, yep. I can't scheme rebounding. Or like, it was one play somebody played back and I posted it. And I was like, somebody was like, Oh, this is this is about um, this is about they the players and they they don't know how to run. I said, No, man, look, LeBron James is right there. The guard funneled him to the basket. And he threw up a floater. Suggs threw up a floater and it bounced off. If Bron is in <laughs> position and boxing out, he gets the rebound. But because he did a lazy box out and just looked at the ball, it came right under him. And the Orlando guy didn't even shove him, just walked right past him and grabbed the rebound. <laughs> it brought it back out and reset the play, and they got a score. That happened all night long. Like, even when we got it close, it was like, then Woods missed the rebound. Don't box out. The guards don't box out. AD don't box out. LeBron don't box out. And the moment he did the one-legged jumper, and then I seen AD and them, like, they was throwing up shots, and they started laughing and giggling at each other. Like, people don't notice, like, people don't notice those things on league pass, you see it, and you'd be like, "Oh, they don't care." They, they, this game, even their interview was like, "Yeah, we got to figure it out." <laughs> They're like, I, "Like we know what we got to do. We just didn't feel like doing." But they can't say that. They can't say out loud. They're going to play ten times different tomorrow. I like. I will be more shy. I will be more worried if tomorrow they come out lackluster again. If tomorrow they come out lackluster, yeah. I'm gonna be like, "Okay." There's there's an issue here, and maybe Ham needs to like sit some people down and be like, "Yo, I need you to play differently." <laughs> like, I need, and he might need to sit down with his stars to say, "Y'all got to set the tone. Like, y'all cannot lallygag out here, and these expect these guys to now not lallygag. You, if I'm gonna have you out here on this court, you gotta play, and if they don't." He might have to start sitting Braun, sitting AD, <laughs> saying, hey, man, especially on a random game that nobody cares about. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're going to lose, probably lose this game. Cool. I'm going to sit you. I'm a, and I wish he did that in the Magic game. That's the one thing I wish he did. And that's my last point on this Magic thing. I wish at the fourth quarter when, when they were shooting shots, he should have sat all of them and played the G League guys and said, y'all don't want to play. I'm going to let the G League guys do it. And I'd have sacked them right next to me. Brian wouldn't have sat at the end of the bench. He'd have sat right next to Phil Handy. And I'd have let them watch as they get blown out. And then I'd have got on that podium and I'd have said, that's on them. I don't got much to say. That's on them. That's effort. That's They they need to box out. And I would have played that tape over and over again of people just not – O'Bron not boxing out. AD not boxing out. And I'm going to say to them, I can't ask the rest of the squad to box out if y'all ain't going to do it. If y'all are not going to – you know how many moving screen calls we got yesterday? Just because they're lazy-ass screens. Yep. Lazy-ass yep. screens. 
because they didn't want to be there. It just was an effort. So I, I don't want to hear like your fa- yesterday. I was like, I don't want to hear about him. I don't want to hear about a trade. That's effort. That's all that was last night. They lost because they didn't care. So I'm not going to care tonight. Okay. I'll see y'all Monday. Have a good night. That's what was about. That was my thing. And I left. <laughs> Real quick, we got to uh, shout out to Rob Palenka. We got to we, we need to hire New Don on the Lakers assistant coaching staff so he can uh, so he can give speeches like that to the team. Because uh, yeah, I completely agree. But um, anyways, go ahead, Evan. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on on the Magic game. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I have to say that you know the the one thing about that, and you know, Ham at the end, you know, talking about the rebounding. That's the closest. That I've ever seen him, you know, as a player's coach to actually calling these guys out. So, you know, maybe, maybe that gets through to them. We'll, you know, we'll see. But, you know, like I said, I've never seen him, you know, really kind of call anybody out. And that's, that's probably the closest I've seen him do it. So, yeah. yeah he was pissed. You could tell in his face. Like he was like, he just didn't know what to say, but he just was like, I can't scheme it. He just was like, they gotta have effort. And when he got up, you could tell he was frustrated. Like he was like, yep. I don't he don't know what to really say to these guys. So I hope that's enough for them to be like, yo, he not he not playing. Now Phil Handy, I think, would have been yelling and cussing. <laughs> that would exactly. I been out of the cussing. That's what I'm saying. I bet they had a film session pretty similar to the one that Nudon just described, where they play LeBron not boxing out, AD not boxing out, just play the the self-inflicting wounds just over and over again. And I, and I also agree with what Nudon said, and I don't think they're going to, they, they, we won't see this, t- this effort against Miami once is an outlier twice is a trend. Uh, and I don't think we'll see it be a trend. So um, one question yeah, Brian, I want to ask. Brian go ahead, and AD, oh my bad. Brian no, and AD talked about how they talked about that and said, yeah, we got to start out better. And, but that's when, that's when I think they need to focus in and say, it's on us to play better in the first half. Like, we can't just let the other guys – and I get what they're trying to do, get their guys confident. They have to set the tone in this season um, because, I mean, other than Denver, which I think Denver just lost probably Murray for a little bit. Um, oh, I didn't West, see that. Did yeah, you Murray, Murray got hurt. He had a calf strain. Um, during the game, and he left the game, and he didn't come back. So I don't know if there's going to yeah, be some news on that. But yeah, Dak. Then now, Book got a calf strain too. Now, yeah. So the West is not is. It's going to be. This is where you try to get your wins in, because it exactly. looks like this is going to be a slug of a season, yeah. and that's what they got to look at it as. And these guys got to. I get it, AD. I get it, Brian. Y'all want to play eighty two. Y'all ain't playing 82 if y'all sitting up here playing around with teams. You if you, these young teams is not gonna magic, it's not yep. coming to lay down to the Lakers no more. That's just not gonna happen no more. They gotta make the some of these young teams gotta make the playoffs. They they got to make the playoffs, or some of them getting shipped out. These guys' livelihood is on the line. And the magic is like, do they pivot or not? If they don't make the playoffs, they're probably pivoting. That means Pablo's not getting his money. That means Somebody else is not getting Cole's not getting his money. He like they all looking like, no, we got to get paid. So we got to make at least a plan. We got to do at least what Charlotte was doing, where it looks like we're getting somewhere. And then now it just sputtered. But yeah, 
So I got a question for you guys. Uh, there was one. There was one thing that I think we kind of skipped over in the Clippers game, and it was actually uh, the the one the one part of the Clippers game that I was that got me most excited. And so when we were down by 19 and we were making our comeback in the fourth, one of the best rotations that we saw was the three bigs rotation, where for the Ooh, first yes. time all season we saw Christian Wood. Anthony Davis and Jackson Hayes all on the floor together. Uh, and in that Clippers game, it was, it was fucking incredible. And I forget what the plus minus with those guys was, but it was a huge, huge, you know, high, highly in the plus range, uh, you know, was one of the reasons we came back and won that game. So I'm curious, since I didn't really get to see the magic game, did we see the, did you guys get to see the three big lineup again in the magic game? And if so, how did it look? And like, do you guys think that's a, uh, do you guys think that's going to be a dependable lineup going forward? Um, yeah, I did not see it in the, in the magic game, but you know, I was also, you know, kind of watching that game with a lot of, you know, kind of angered disinterest. So it is, it is possible <laughs> that I, that I might've missed it. I, I will admit, but hate I, watching. Actually, I, I, yeah, I did not. I did no, not it see wasn't it. In like, it. No, yeah. because Jackson Hayes got in foul trouble. That's why. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah, that's they right. They didn't that's play right. it a lot because Jackson Hayes got in a lot of foul trouble. They were calling it close. AD was in at five fouls by like halfway through the fourth. So they was playing it. Yeah. Them moving screens, like they caught Jackson Hayes on a moving screen like three times. They caught uh, – woods on it twice they call ad on it twice like they called it close and they just kept they kept stupidly doing it too they kept doing it. they kept like doing the sh you know that those uh, those like kind of like brush screens they, they just kept doing it and it's like this isn't a game that they go to it's not televised they're really going to play it close and after the third one I thought they would be like, okay, if we're going to set a screen we got to actually set a screen but when you got a team that don't give a shit then <laughs> They're going to keep doing it. They called it a bunch yep. of times. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, you know, you know, the nice thing about that Clippers game was that I feel like that was, that was like kind of like at least a nugget in, you know, kind of getting over the hump and like getting some mental toughness for this team, you know, because you know, I, I think that that's that's the big thing that that this team really lacks is is that Mamba mentality. And I, I I wish Kobe was here that you know so he could talk to these guys a little bit more and kind of you know teach them a bit a lot more about you know about the intensity and about you know just taking these losses better too. Like so, because I think I think a lot of a lot of us Laker fans you know take these losses a little too hard too, but. But anyway, you know, I, I digress and, you know, you know. I'm well, they're just, not like I'm the 20. They don't feel 500. like the 2020 team to me. Like, they, this is where I say yeah. no. the 2020 team was different. It was like they had a chip on their shoulder every game. Yes. Like, that's how you go. Don't, on don't forget, they did struggle a little bit at the beginning of the season. Like, it no, took them no, a little actually, bit till they, like, no, no, really no, skyrocketed. No, no, actually, no, they didn't. They won. They lost their first game to the Clippers. They went on a ten-game win streak after that. Oh man! Yeah, but they lost. They, yep. Oh, okay. Twenty twenty. Right. They went on a ten-game win streak. Corrected. Then they lost a game. Then they went on a nine-game win streak. They only mm -hmm. had one four-game losing streak 
right before they the four game losing streak happened right before the weekend that they beat Milwaukee. And okay. then they beat the Clippers, guess, and then they that. lost a game right before the right before the shutdown. So they lost a game right before the shutdown, and then we got to the bubble, and that's all she wrote. But that team, they were rattling off. They was already by the time the shutdown happened, they had first run. Exactly. They had, they had first. They had it locked. Mm-hmm. It was like there was no way people were going to catch them. It was going to be difficult for people to catch. They were the people were talking about like. Can they shut down AD and Brown for a little bit at this point? Like, that's what people were talking about. That's why I was like, everybody says, well, they got this two-month rest. They was about to get a two-month rest because they was ahead of the the first. There was a nine-game gap, I think, at one point. Because when we got to the bubble, they literally won two games, and it was, like, locked. (laughs) It was like they were locked in, and they didn't Mm -hmm. even need to win the second game. They literally only needed to win one. And somebody was they yep. already knew somebody was gonna lose below them that was gonna lock them in. So yeah. they didn't even need to win the other ones. They only won two, I think they only won two games in the bubble yep. before of the start of the regular season. Yeah, the bubble, two regular yeah. season games. Yeah. I think it was the Clippers game, mm-hmm. it was uh I think Denver. They at the last minute shot for yeah. Kuzma, he made the game winner. Those are the only two games they won before they went into the playoff mode. Like people fit yeah, like, I, like to realize that yeah i felt we treated those like preseason games like they they really didn't matter like you know yeah it's like yeah that's the only time they didn't care that was the only time that you felt like they were just getting their win but they knew they were going to win it like they was like like lebron didn't feel like you sweating they was all laughing everybody was like they're going to they lost that first game it was like oh yeah we figured it out uh we're bigger than y'all and, and they beat them. Yep. And then after the Rockets game, they was like, "Oh, we're bigger than y'all." Okay, cool. And after the Denver game, they was uh, the the first Denver game, and then the second one, and they figured out, "Oh, wait, we're just more skilled than y'all." And then the Heat game, they just was like, in the Heat game, they was just like, <laughs> "We're better than y'all." Like, and then they beat them, and it was just, and you. You just look back at that team and they had just something to prove. And it just feels like I wish this team felt like they have something to prove. And it still feels like it feels like a D has something to prove. But I don't feel like the other guys feel like they have something to prove yet. And that's what scares me. I want Austin. I want especially I think if D'Lo get it, I think that's that's the key. If we could get D'Lo to figure out in his mind. Yo, if you win a championship, you will seal your fate in this league. Like, you were an all-star. You should have skyrocketed. If you just figure this thing out, this thing called basketball out and how to play with LeBron and be that guy and be able to get the Lakers to 18, you will. everybody on this team will seal their fate in the, in the pantheon of just – basketball 100 percent. and one name that you brought up that i do just want to touch on and follow up since evan and i you know always talk about him but uh we were talking about him last week is austin reeves who you know last week we were talking about how he was struggling and we kind of explained how we why we weren't worried and why we thought you know he would eventually snap out of it uh so just a quick follow-up on that he kind of has it's looking like he has not fully snapped out of it, but he is snapping out of it. 
uh, in the Clippers game. Uh, I can't remember how many points he had, but he played a great game. He had that great assist where he lobbed one up to LeBron and LeBron had the one-handed dunk. And then I believe, again, I didn't watch the full Magic game, but I saw the box score and I think he had over 20 points. So uh, it sounds like he was one of yeah, the lowest. He, he had 15 um, on the Clippers yeah, game. Yeah, shot came um, back. He was only a minus five. Um, he had, um, and I think the minus five comes from the five turnovers that he had early. Um, three steals, uh, seven assists. He was very efficient in that game. He was more efficient in the Magic game. He was really right. efficient in the Magic game. Um, but he only had he had less shots because uh, D'Lo had went one for ten. So when you have mm-hmm. that situation, you kind of just be like, okay, um, that's where I was talking about earlier how he needs to sometimes realize after one and six, oh D'Lo, you don't got it tonight. I got it. I got for it here. Sure. Here, let me yep. let me take the ball more and i think that's where the key breaks where i I said i said this before the game in the lineup that i would i hope that they start with and prince is coming back so cool we don't have to deploy this but i said until prince and Rui was back 100 i felt we needed to just lean in on the defensive side which means okay move ad to power forward Move Ron to small forward. Um, tell him he's going to play more defense, um, but he's going to get his rest on offense because we're going to make Austin and D'Lo be the off-ball guys, and we're going to have Ron be the guard. And in the first quarter, I think that's pivotal because then he could orchestrate the first quarter. He could control the first quarter. So if it does get out of hand, he knows what to do with it. So once he gets out of the game, you could possibly just sit him with D'Lo and have Austin control the second unit and let him run the second unit so he could get his rhythm that way. These guys have to get their rhythm in a different kind of way. And AD needs to be like more of a middle of the road, like keep the pace of the game kind of guy and then Bron paces himself enough that at the end like he was doing in the beginning of the season he's been doing this but he's kind of like kind of fiddling with it i need him to come full on like you need to be the full-on point guard and let your other guard shine where they are because they're better they're better when they're aggressive when d'lo is aggressive he's better when Austin is aggressive, they're better. They could draw fouls. They could get to the paint. They orchestrate better. They're not the let's slow up the game and try to do that. And then Bron is off on the corner. Like, no, Bron, you take the ball and you're like, all right, when it hits your hands, you need to do something with it. And that that's D'Lo, that he ain't thinking playmate. Now he thinking attack, attack, attack. Austin attack attack so once he gets the ball okay I'm I'm making a move because that's what AD too AD is so much better when he don't think about it just move just get the ball go 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 you got the skill set you know what you're doing like these guys know what they're doing they just thinking too much and they overthinking it trying to figure let me fit in how can I no just play that's what was better about the last season they just played play just play the game Y'all know how to do this play. And, and I think that, that'll be good. Too. Yeah, I think we all agree we'll see that. Uh, hopefully tomorrow we're recording this Sunday, uh, and tomorrow they play the Heat. So 
but moving on to uh, some other other stories around the NBA, we uh, we finally had a, a James Harden deal go down. So uh, right after, funny enough, is actually I think it was the day before we played the Clippers, but Harden Harden wasn't cleared to play, you know, against us. Um, but yeah, so the uh, the full trade was uh, the Clippers got James Harden and PJ Tucker, and the Sixers got, I believe, Robert Covington, Marcus Morris, a first round pick, some dude named Philip with an F, uh, and a couple of pick swaps. <laughs> Is that correct, Devin? Anything else? Did I miss that's, anything? That, that's yeah, that's all their assets. Right. They have no more assets. Yeah. yeah so yeah, they're Exactly. And all these hilarious, They're all these hilarious videos have come out now of, well, so uh, there's a few things that have come out. First, there was a hilarious video of Harden entering the locker room, like the day that he landed in LA, Harden entering the Clippers locker room. Uh, and I don't know if he like, because him and Russ do go, him and Russell Westbrook do go way back. They both obviously played on the, the Rockets for a little bit there, and they're both from LA. So I know that they're homies, but like there's this viral video and we'll I'll I'll be sure to share it from the hoop suited Twitter of when Harden first walks into the Clippers locker room and Russ is sitting there with his headphones on and Harden walks in all like creepy and like kind of doesn't really look at him. Uh, and it's just like this super weird dynamic um, and it went viral and everyone thought it was funny. Um, so then after that, it got announced, I think today that, uh, Harden's going to make his debut tomorrow night, uh, Monday, and he is going to start, which means their starting lineup is going to be Westbrook, uh, Harden, Paul, Paul, sorry, Westbrook, Harden, Paul George, Kawhi, and of course, former Laker, uh, Zubak. Um, so I'm super interested to see how that looks. Uh, I think if Harden can go back to being a true, two guard like he was at one point on the the rockets it could actually maybe work but i also ultimately think it's going to be too many chefs in the kitchen uh also too many old chefs and too many injury prone chefs so uh curious to hear what you guys think uh i know uh evan i guess let's start with <laughs> evan because he was he was wrong about uh maury finally giving up his his precious uh what what was it? What were you calling him, Evan? <clears throat> yeah, I was I was basically you know calling Maury Gollum and like oh, Gollum, Harden was his precious, right. you know, because yes. he, he just wasn't going to give him up, you know. So, <laughs> so like you know that that finally happened, and it it feels to me like you know the way the whole trade went down too, it almost feels like Maury took a hit for the relationship because Maury really got fleeced in that. <laughs> I feel like, and, you know, but, but the Clippers, the Clippers also did give up a lot of their assets too. So like, I mean, it, it is fairly close, but, but at the same time, it just, you know, I was, I was really surprised because I thought, you know, with the new CBA and everything like that, that they were going to dig their heels in, they were going to make him, you know, pay a few of these big, like half a million dollar per game fines, but it never came to that. And you know, I, I think part of that was the relationship between James and Maury. So, so anyway, um, you know, James did say something interesting, you know, at a press conference though, like, and I, I have it here 
on the soundboard here. I think the game and I'm a creator on the court. And so if I got a, a, a voice to where I can, hey coach, I see this, you know what you think about this, then it's like, all right, somebody that trusts me, that believes in me, that understands me, that I'm just not a, you know, my, I'm not a system player. I am a system, you know what I mean? So um, <laughs> somebody that, that can have that dialogue with me and understand and, and move forward and figure out and make adjustments on the fly throughout the course of games. All I really care about, you know, I mean, it's not about me scoring basketball, scoring 30. 34 points in the second. I've done it already. So um, that's what I meant by that. <laughs> the best part about that is that was like the auto-tune James Harden, which made that, that 10 perfect. times funnier. <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys you guys yeah. stepped on the tagline here at the end there. Hold on a sec. System failure. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Play that one more time. Sure. One more time. System failure. <laughs> uh, yeah, failure indeed. That is great. That's, That's so how that still... press conference went. It just sounded like robotic. It was like, oh god, this is not going to go exactly, well. exactly. So that's 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 why I had to do that. And like, you know, and and to me also, like, you know, it. What system are you talking about, James? We we've seen your system. <laughs> it has been a failure. <laughs> like. You know, like all these people that keep trying to convince everybody that, you know, oh, bring Harden to the Lakers, it's going to work. Bring Harden to the Clippers, it's going to work. And I'm like, we've seen everywhere he goes. I mean, he is a great player. Like, you know, don't get it completely twisted. Like he he's an incredible scorer. But there's, you know, the way I look at it is there's heliocentric offenses and then there's the hardened black hole. And the hardened black hole is a completely different thing. It just sucks everything that's close to it in and just <laughs> destroys it, you know. So and you I, know, think I, I think the best the, sorry to interrupt, but I think the best example of that, which often gets forgotten, is Harden's time with the Nets with Kyrie and, and Durant. It's like yes. Those are two yeah. Kyrie and Durant are two of the best play, basketball players to ever play the game. Uh, and to not just like be able to fit in with them as the two, and it, it seemed so perfect. Kyrie was going to be the one, Harden was going to be the two, Durant was going to be the three. Uh, and somehow, Hart, in my opinion, Harden kind of messed well, Kyrie messed the whole thing up by not getting vaccinated. But once they were all playing together, Harden kind of messed the whole up by, by be, thing up by being a black hole, as Evan mentioned. So sorry to interrupt, but that's just oh, the no best problem. example of, of what Evan's talking about. Yeah, no problem. So like, I, I, I don't see how, like, you know, especially like they, they already announced that the starting lineup is going to have him and Russ right. together. And we've already seen what happens when you slow down the pace for Russ. You know, we, we got to experience that here in LA. Like it, it doesn't work for us. <laughs> So no, no, yeah, but that, like, but I, they're I, saying, but Ty Lu is saying this is the thing about it though, Evan. Ty Lu is saying no, the off ball guard is going to be hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the guard yeah. with the ball is going to be Russ because we want to play fast. And I'm like, do you think Kawhi want to play fast? Do you think <laughs> I think Paul George wants to play fast? But does Kawhi yep. wants to play fast? Or that's does Harden? 
No, no that's what I'm saying. So exactly. who's going to end up being the point guard? Is it going to be the guy that PG wants, or is it going to be the guy that Kawhi wants? That's I'm gonna let you finish it up, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, do yeah. the whole thing. That's, that's and that's, there's that's a really good question, actually. Like I hadn't thought about it from that aspect because you know Paul George is playing really well right now, and you can say Russell Westbrook's a big part of the reason that he's playing really that's, well. And when it was in OKC. Some of the mm-hmm. best statistical numbers came from Paul George at the time he was at OKC, and he talks about Russ being the reason for it. This is why I say people are not looking at the the they're both up for an extension. They got to choose somebody, and now they brought in another guy that needs an extension also, and mm-hmm. you need and you can let Russ go off on the cheap, or you can keep. So this is. I'm going to let y'all finish up. I'm going to go in my rant. <laughs> no, and to back up what New Don's saying with just some <laughs> with some hard, some hard, some statistical data, uh, shout out to, uh, it's either Tim underscore NBA or NBA underscore Tim, but uh, he, I saw him, he was posting, because you're right, uh, or Evan's right, Paul George has looked great this season, and Russ Westbrook has actually looked pretty great so far with the Clippers. And so uh, this guy Tim underscore NBA who who posts all these great stats on Twitter on Twitter slash X was posting these Russell Westbrook stats from this season, saying that he's doing like you know career highs on like uh, you know dribbles per possession, like are, are all way down. Uh, like basically all of his stats point towards he's playing at a very high pace with very few dribbles and a lot of quick passing. And so I'm just imagining, you know, yeah, exactly what Nudon's saying. Russ trying to like push the pace and then he passes it to Harden and Harden just, you know, slows it down, does his million dribbles. You know, everyone else is just waiting around as Harden does dribble, 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 till the clock yeah, stuff goes out yeah. and then does a fade away and it breaks. Or something. Out of the ball. Um, you know, should, which should be is- step back, step back. Three. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's going to anger Russ. And so, anyways, you. <laughs> We all know where this is going, so I think we're all on the same page. So uh, we're going to get our first dose tomorrow night, and we'll uh, we'll be here uh, next week on the podcast to follow up to tell y'all how it went. <clears throat> yeah. So you know, let's let's hear your your rant on this, New Dan. New Dan, what do you so, what do you got? So my whole rant is this is this is what happens when a team panics. I don't know what made the Clippers panic. But they panicked. And it wasn't, I would have understood it if if they did the move after they lost to us. Like if the trade happens right after they lose from to us, I could say, oh, that's the inflection point. I'm trying to figure out what was what did they see ahead that made them say, we gotta get this deal done. That's that's the one thing that will be my trigger point to figure out like how this thing is gonna implode. Because they they made a desperate move. They were fine. They could have made a different move later on that would have put them in contention. But what they have now done is they put themselves behind the eight ball on this one. Because now you got to integrate this guy that you want to play now off ball. Also, you're going to have to ask this, both these guards to now play defense in space. Because now... 
all I'm gonna do as an offense is play like if for instance, the Lakers. The reason why they were able to do what they did is because Woods can guard Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in space. Oh, if you want to go tween, 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 okay. Because all I'm going to do is I'm going to let you either try to blow past me and, oh, AD's right behind me, or I'm going to just let you just try to shoot over me. That's it. I'm not giving you nothing else. You can do all this dribbling <laughs> all you want. All Woods did was stand in space and just was like, all right, dribble, 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 <laughs> dribble some more. Oh, step back. Oh, yeah, I'm a, a contest. Okay. Did you make it? Oh, you, oh, we down, we're going down court. That, that's it. That's all they did. All the game, the whole game. So now, and then when you can't have a multitude, what you need to do is have multitude of bodies to throw at LeBron James to just stop this locomotive from coming downhill. Because LeBron James has figured out, oh, I'm str still stronger than everybody else. So that game when they played against the Suns where he just was like, I'm just going to blow past everybody because I can, and you're not going to stop me in front of me. He did it. And then AD figured out, oh, I'm just going to shoot over top of you because I'm more skilled than all of you. And once these dudes figure that out, that's it's over. So now what the Clippers have done is taken away <laughs> the bodies. You could have threw Morris, threw Covington, Coffee, all these guys, throw bodies, throw bodies, throw bodies. But you can't throw another body at them, and your guards can't guard in space because now you're going to have to ask D'Lo. I mean, you're going to ask Harden and Russ to guard D'Lo and Austin downhill. <laughs> okay, good luck. Oh, Coming by off. the way, you don't think we're gonna switch LeBron on to yeah. Harden or, somehow? Yeah. Like, or that? Yeah, we're gonna stick the two best, our two shooters. We'll just okay, fine. Bron, you bring the ball up. A, uh, the two guards going to the corners. Yeah, and AD and me gonna throw pick and rolls. So or eight, and me and Woods is gonna do pick and rolls. And I'm gonna put you on a switch. And oh, Russ, now you gotta guard me. Oh, Russ, you gotta guard AD in the paint. Yeah, you strong, but you ain't taller. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, it's over it, it's not enough bodies to throw at them they're gonna have to uh, rely on them to produce enough offense to just overtake our offense and it's just not there it's just they're not gonna have be able to it's really gonna be a shootout or it's gonna be just a defensive struggle which they can't win so that's why i felt like that was just a bad deal and that that says that gets you out of the running for us that gets you out of the running for Denver. That gets you out of the running probably of the Golden State. Because at that point, they can also play you in space and make you have to try to guard Stephen Curry off of screens. You Who's think you Steph think Harden's Curry? coming off a screen? <laughs> you do y'all <laughs> think Harden's coming off? You do you think Russ is, but Harden's not coming off a screen hard. He's going to come under the screen. He's not trying to get bumped off. Have y'all seen his career? That's why I said this was a stupid trade. It was stupid. It, it helped Philly because now it gets – they already had him up out. They got him up out of there. They got assets. And, oh, by the way, if Chicago implodes, 
cool. We got enough assets to go probably get DeRozan to come out here and or Levine. Midi. Yeah, or Levine have them shoot their midi and they don't have to be the number. They're not the number one guy. They know indeed is. And we don't have to worry about this other guy. And we can have this younger asset for longer term. Or if even if it's DeRozan, we we still have this asset that we can utilize to try to at least get to Eastern Conference Finals to to stat pad. Because I don't think Embiid really cares about championships all like that. I think he just wants the appearance that he's a championship so he could go to the Hall of Fame. I don't think he gives a damn about championships, but that's neither here nor there. But what I honestly just believe is that that's what they did, and they put themselves in a better position than the Clippers. This was a put the chips all at the center of the table, and we're going to try to hope and pray that we win it this year and we, we at least get to the finals. That's what they want to do. They want to exercise that demon. Let's get – out of the Western Conference and get to the finals. If we lose in the finals, so be it. But we can make it there, and then we can justify re-signing these guys because if they don't win, they have to now try to justify to their fans, why do we keep Kawhi? Why do we keep Paul George? Why do we keep Harden? Yep. And real quick before we – I know we we got we got to move on, but just real quick, I just have one super interesting take on the Sixers' side of that trade, uh, and it's something that Nudon kind of alluded to. Is So I think the Sixers aren't done. I think, you know, the pieces they got back are all expiring contracts plus a bunch of picks. So the Sixers could actually make – and a lot of people are, you know, uh, suspecting that they're going to make another trade for a big name – and a lot of the big name, a lot of people are saying Donovan Mitchell, maybe Zach Levine. But one really interesting one that I'm thinking about is, uh, so we just heard news today, this is really sad, that CJ McCollum on the Pelicans, I believe, has a collapsed lung. Super sad. He's yeah. going to be out for a while. We know Brandon Ingram's knee is, is not well. So I'm wondering if the Sixers maybe trade their assets for Zion and pair Tyrese Maxey, Zion, and Embiid together. So um, that's just a quick, you know, putting that out there now. Uh, I thought of that today and thought that was pretty smart. So, uh, but we do, we do got to move on from this topic. Uh, but just wanted to put that out there for the listeners. But uh, moving on, Evan and I need to uh, need to roast ourselves a little bit. Uh, Evan, I'll let I'll let yeah. you explain. <laughs> Well, you know, Wemby has arrived. Um, and, <laughs> you know, we, we had a prediction show uh, a few shows ago, and um, we both um, we both picked the same guy for Rookie of the Year, and it wasn't Wemby. Um, <laughs> and we, we both picked Chet, Chet Holmgren. And you know, I, I have to say, in 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 my defense, I'm 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 envisioning them doing a lot of like load managing for Wemby. And I think there's a chance that he doesn't get the 65 games. So that's why I picked Chet. And other than that, I am a fool. <laughs> I, smell, I smell a little bit of horse shit with that, with that 65 they, they game. Keep winning. They keep too. winning. They may not. That If they keep winning, they may yeah. not. Yeah. Oh my God. Like the way he's playing, like, ooh. Incredible. 
Big yeah, question. that game against Phoenix, that 38-point uh, game, like, it, just incredible. And what he does also defensively, I've never seen a shot blocker with as much range as he has. Like, he can be in the paint, and, like, you got to be careful. Where I mean, like, space in the NBA is limited as it is, you know, and he can close so quickly and just be up with those long arms. Like, you know, that, that shot is just in the cheap seats. Like that, that is one of the things that blows me, blows me away the most, you know, not just the offense, not just what he can do, you know, like that, but that defensively, like, you know, I, I, I was joking with some guys like, you know, Steph is going to have to start shooting from like, you know, the other side of half court from now, you know, literally <laughs> in the parking lot, you go out. Yeah. Um, I never thought I'd see someone, you know, a better shot blocker than AD. And by the way, shout out to AD. He had seven blocks in that yeah. loss last night. Uh, but he when the, walked. he slept walk to that step, I don't know. Yeah. How he, he just got it just, just to get it. And so, yeah, that deserves anytime you got seven blocks, that deserves a shout out. But back to Wemby, uh, you know, he's not a better shot blocker than AD yet in terms of skill, but his length and his reach and his shot blocking range is well beyond AD's. And like Evan said, you know, he can block a three point shot from standing at the fucking like elbow. So it's just like, you know, it's there was a shot. There's actually a, a viral photo going around we can post it from the Hoop Suited account of Kevin Durant taking a shot yes. and Wemby like doing this crazy reach around block. Uh, and it, you know, he, the, the reach that he has is, is insane. So uh, yeah, Wemby has arrived and looks, you know, it is early, but looks uh, to be he- a, a significant tier above Chet Holmgren in the rookie of the year race. So uh Evan and I are just going to go ahead and correct ourselves there uh, right now while we can. <laughs> yeah. And there's there's also another amazing shot of him shooting over the top of Kevin Durant. And yeah. you know, when you, we'll when you look at that and you realize perspective of how tall Kevin Durant is and how far, <laughs> like, you know, he is away from trying to block that shot. It's just, it's unreal. unreal. Yeah. yeah. That kid, unreal. that kid is going to be, if he can stay healthy, um, I do think what we will see is y'all may be right, but y'all may be wrong. Um, because I think once teams start to be like, oh, when it's when the game start getting serious that we can't lose to a Spurs team, they, they're gonna put a body on. Them. And once they put a body on them and start like really like testing his might, then that's when I think you'll start seeing the you see it a little bit because um other games where he hasn't played well is because they just they just was okay we're just gonna put you in the post and make you have to actually work and so that's where you get the rookie stuff from um i think chet with them being with okc um might still get a nod um especially with um shake Gilgis being out i think there's an opportunity there for chet to still show his might especially if they get up in there um, closer because um, other teams like the Grizzlies, I think have faltered where people didn't think they would falter this bad. Um, but yeah, I think, I think y'all could still be right depending on if he don't make the 65, because I think people are just letting off of them, letting them cook. Um, that will stop 
probably by like December, January, when it's getting like closer to the All Star, when people trying to like real pole position before the All Star break. So when they get for back from All Star, because that's how it goes. It's like the beginning of the season is more of a fill out. Like the first twenty is like a fill out. Then, then after that first twenty, everybody's it, like the contenders are in gear mode. Like they're like we're trying to like boom, boom, get our position. Then you get to All Star break. That's when they kind of throttle back a little bit. And then right after All Star break, that's when everybody just starts. They start sprinting because now at that point it's like let's get our positions. Um, and then also the bottom half is like they trying to get up. They trying to get to those ten nine eight position and they gotta beat you <laughs> that's at one two and three and you trying to keep one two and three so that that's that's how the nba goes so right now it's just a fill out when it's time i want to see him at go time where people are like trying to like they got the spurs in front of them and they need a game because they got to get over golden state I want to see a Laker team like AD and them being like, okay, we're just going to double team and just body you, boom, 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 and just muscle the shit out of you, and then, boom, let's see how you hold up there. Oh, we throw that three, up. we throw that three big lineup yeah, at him with, yeah, with the, days, like three wouldn't. bodies, and now he got to deal with three bodies. And oh, by the way, the rest of your squad got to deal with three longer bodies out here, just bullying y'all at this point that's 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 only the clippers game was legitimately when they did that was like we're just gonna bully y'all because powell can't check once they figured out powell couldn't check austin it was like oh we can leave austin out here with braun and then these three bigs and then let's let them cook and that's what they did they're just okay we're gonna beat on you right and one last thing on the Wemby thing that's just really cool for me to see is it's there's been now a couple of national uh, national TV games uh, that we've seen with him and Pop. It's clear they just have an incredible relationship, and it's clear that Wemby has really revitalized Pop and kind of his Greg Popovich uh, for the listeners, the Spurs coach, uh, revitalized him and kind of just you can tell he's super excited to coach again, and just him and Wemby clearly have a very great relationship. Uh, they're, they're always smiling, talking to each other. You can, they're always, you can tell pops coaching them up a lot. So I'm just really excited to see, uh, you know, to watch Wemby grow underneath pop, but, um, but yeah, we can, we can move on. Cause I think we talked enough about these, these tall lanky guys. Yeah. And you know, pop lives a charmed life, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. He's, he's had. He's had an easy road, man. He's had such an yeah. easy road. They've they've given Some the league, the basketball guys, has smiled brightly on that man. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. So I'll respect anyway, him, man. I'll respect to him. Anyway, we'll, we'll move on to the the Warriors. Um, you know, they they are you know after losing that first game, they have won four straight, and you know, I guess. But I guess possibly they they have lost tonight. Did you get? They um, have lost tonight. Yes, they lost. They have tonight. lost they tonight. Lose. So now, okay, now yeah. Well, we'll so so anyway, but you know, all these games that they've been winning have been close games, and you know, they've they've been good. You know, they've been clutch in a lot of these games. But like, I don't I don't feel like this is like sustainable for a lot of this team. Um, you know, there there are some 
positives. You know, Chris Paul is bringing, you know, nine assists a game, you know, and, you know, that's, that's a pretty, you know, invaluable thing to have. If you've got, you know, pretty good playmaking as it is, if you have somebody who can come in and, you know, bring you nine assists like that, that's, that's pretty nice. You know, I mean, now obviously his shot still isn't much, but, you know, that's what makes up for it. Um, you know, so like this team is still, you know, interesting, but like, I, I just feel like there's so much of this that is just unsustainable. And, you know, like if Chris Paul's hammy goes out and those nine assists are gone, what happens to this team? Like it's, you know, it seems, seems fragile. Like, you know, they've, they've got a night off to a nice start, but like, I don't trust it. What do you guys think? A quick update on that, too. Let me just read uh, Chris Paul's stats for tonight. So tonight they played, Warriors played the Cavs. They lost 115-104. to 104. Uh, Chris Paul off the bench tonight, 25 minutes, was 2 for 10 in field goals, 1 for 5, 3 points, 1 rebound, 2 assists, and 5 points. So uh, when you ask what happens when he doesn't have nine assists, that's what happens. Uh, They lost to a Cavs team that is, I don't even think uh, Darius Garland was playing. Let me see. He did. Uh, Darius Garland. Uh, He cooked them. He cooked them. uh, Yeah, yeah, he did. So anyways, um, you know, I think. I I wrote this yesterday and the universe answered the question for me. Exactly. Yeah, the, exactly. yeah, it was literally a. I've been saying it to the Warrior fans. Like, they was like, "Oh, we're five and one." I'm like, "Yeah, y'all haven't played anybody, like a real, like a real offense and a real defense. Y'all have not yep. played anybody of a real offense and a real defense. So once y'all play somebody with some real size, real wings, and real guards that can break your guards, then you're going to get cooked." And Tonight, Garland had 24, was a plus 15, and Mitchell was had 31, it was a plus six. <laughs> That's all she wrote. Yeah. Uh, and they got Mobley had was a plus eight. He's been terrible. Mobley has been terrible this season. He was a plus eight, 33 points. Jared Allen, plus nine, 12 points. You have guards, you have bigs. <laughs> you could beat this 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 Warriors team. That's just simple formula. They didn't address the biggest issue that they had is they don't have wings that don't have a wing and they're turning guards into wings and you're, you're not going to turn guards into wings. It's not going to work. You need a, maybe a car Anthony towns. You, but that's not going to happen because Minnesota's playing well. So you're not going to get that trade. There's not a trade out there. That's going to help you get a get a guy, but they they're going to live and die by Curry, and that's cool. He's a great talent. He he's masterful. But when Charles Barkley said they're cooked, they're cooked. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mic drop. So Mic cool. drop. Uh, yeah, the one name just you were talking about. Uh, you know, like obviously they need a big, and you were talking about Carl Anthony Towns. The one name that I know Warriors fans want, I don't think it's realistic, is Pascal Siakam. Uh, Obviously, he would be great for them. I don't think the Warriors have the assets to get him. Uh, But one thing that I think is interesting with the Warriors, 
uh, is that uh, two players that, in my opinion, have looked really good for them this year are Jonathan Kaminga and uh, Moody and Moses Moody and Steve Kerr kind of refuses to play them. Like he's playing, he's still playing Clay Thompson and, you know, like Dario Saric and Draymond Green over these guys. And yeah, Draymond's great defensively, but like Clay has his, you know, Clay was three for nine from three today. You know, he has off nights. Saric had zero points tonight. So um, I, I think I, it's interesting that they have players that, are playing well and Kerr still kind of refuses to play them. So I, yeah, I, they have all sorts of problems because, because he, they refuse to do what I felt like they should have done. They needed to put some younger guys. Around exactly. Phenomenal talent of Kerr. Yes. Play is done. Yep. He's not the player he was before. He's not, he's going to give you, a couple brilliant nights, but that's about it. You cannot pay that kind of money to that type of player. You were supposed to choose pool over green. That's what you were supposed to do. You were supposed to curry and you were supposed to go to Curry and say, Curry, can you play with pool? And if he said, Yeah, I'd have moved green, I'd have moved um uh Thomas, um Clay. I mean Clay. Yeah, Thompson. And I'd have, yeah, mm-hmm. and I'd have kept Wig and I'd have built around Wiggins, Poole, and Curry. And I'd yep. have got me a bit. And you still got Kaminga and, got and me Moody. Some wings. Yeah. You would have had Kaminga and Moody. And yep. you, you could have got you some wings with that money. And then you would be good. But they like, no, you're not building around. I'm not saying build around Wiggins. You're building around Curry. Curry is your guy. And Curry can still play the way he is, but y'all trying to just again pull the chips off in the center of the table, and you're not you have not built for this league. This is a wings league. You need wings. Why you think we're struggling? Our wings are down. Once Rui gets back, once now we're getting Prince probably back on Monday. Probably gonna get Rui. He'll be out of concussion protocol soon. He's already doing workout. So he'll be out soon. Once we get them two back, once we get Vando back, everybody's saying when we get that's all our wing depth. Now we could just throw bodies at people. Body, 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 body all night. So he don't have to then throw Bron out there. Once they get back, the reason why Bron is playing these minutes is because we got five other guys down that pl- plays his actual position. He has to play. That's why he's playing these minutes. He has to play, and he understands that. That's why he's pacing himself. I guarantee once the guys come back, you're going to see Bron 28 minutes, Bron 30 minutes, Bron these many minutes. So Bron ain't playing tonight. Oh, AD ain't playing tonight. You're going to see that in probably December, January, February. You'll see that. And then you'll start seeing more Bron ramp, 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 ramp. And then you'll see the rotation starts to shrink. It'll be down to like nine guys at that point. We got to play eight guys out of necessity, but that's that's the Warriors don't realize that, and they didn't realize that, and they went with their route. That, that's cool. Go, go that route. But now you play the team like I thought, so I wanted to see this Cavs game because you play the team with the right formula: two guards that could break you, and a big. Boom! There you go. They lost. They're going to continue to lose. 
to teams like that. Watch all season. Yep. I would agree. I would agree. Like, you know, not having that size, you know, it's, you know, people talk so much about, you know, defense wins championships, but, you know, rebounding is just as important. And like, you know, you need both. You need both. You you finish the defense. Yeah. You finish the defensive possession with a rebound. Absolutely. So anyway, moving on. Um, We've got the in-season tournament is finally here, and I still don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've been trying. I've been trying. Like, you know, it's just my biggest problem with this is that there's it just doesn't really mean anything other than when it you know when it gets to the final game, there's a money incentive. Um, for the players and I guess now there's going to be a money incentive for the coaches now too so like you know so what like I, it just doesn't doesn't really do anything for me it just it kind of feels like a you know an attempt to kind of make something happen that's not there you know they're trying to create interest at a time of year when football is really king and you know I I kind of see why they're doing it I think it's you know they're trying to see if they can compete with, with football, maybe with their international fans. Um, you know, so, you know, and, and it does seem to be working with a lot of people. You know, I've, I see a lot of people on the timeline that, you know, that enjoy it and don't seem to have a problem with it, but I just, I can't get into it yet. Like, you know, even watching the games on Friday, they were good games, but I just, I didn't feel like any kind of like heightened, you know, like competition with it. And you know the courts made my eyes hurt. These courts, <laughs> yeah, these courts. The courts made my eyes hurt. I was like, oh, oh my god, y'all got to change these yeah. colors. Y'all got to break these colors up. It was just exactly. too much red, just red in my face. I was like, ah, <laughs> like exactly. green all over the place. I was like, oh god, it's just too much one color. It's like break this color. Like the Bucks court was perfect. Everybody else was just like. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious to see ours, you know, with, with all that yellow, you know, I, I've seen the, you know, the digital mock-up of it, but yeah, I haven't seen it on the court and like, yeah, they're just, it's oh, they went with yellow, more, the more yellow. Oh my God. I don't yeah, know how, like, yeah. And this, I, I could go on a rant on this, which I won't, but I don't know how somehow the Lakers color, which is supposed to be gold got changed is really right around the time we got LeBron, I think. Uh, our our jersey colors got changed to highlighter yellow uh, instead of gold, and I don't know like. And our same with like all the the merch and the court, like the logo on the court. Like we need to get back to gold as opposed to highlighter yellow. Uh, we can have an alternate with some highlighter yellow or whatever, but like let's get back to gold, purple and gold. You know, um, like the old days, but. Anyways, that's that's a that's a I think it's Nike. I, I honestly think it's Nike. I think once Nike was kind of like moving in, because that's around the time LeBron came was around right. the time that the NBA was moving towards Nike being the main dude. Right. I think that's when the colorway went. Because if you notice, a lot of uh, Nike sneakers don't have gold. It has right. More right. Yellow. Um. And. This is funny. This is just leads me to 
how I feel about the in-season tournament is also how I feel about, I feel the exact same way about the uh, NBA city edition jerseys, which the Lakers actually are fortunate. I think the Lakers did get pretty cool ones this year. We got these, we'll post them from the hoop suited Twitter, but we got these black ones with an homage to uh, the sixties with sort of like a triangular lettering black jerseys with like purple triangular lettering that says Los Angeles. But some of these other city edition jerseys that these other teams got, Oh my God. It's like some of the most hideous shit I've ever seen. And it's just a classic example of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Because in past, like the way that these city edition jerseys work is they've been doing new city edition jerseys for every single team each year. And they've been doing it for like five years now. And so like the first couple of years, they've created some really cool city editions for a bunch of teams. Like the Heat had like a super cool Miami Vice one. Uh, the Suns had a cool like the Valley one. Was our Mamba one a city edition? Oh yeah, exactly. The black, the black, the, the my black favorite. Was exactly. a, that was the a best. city edition. Okay. Yeah, my favorite Lakers jersey ever. The black Mamba ones from our yeah, that 2020 year. Best. That was a, like the very first Lakers city edition. Uh, but the fact that they do new ones every like they're for the NBA forces new ones to of, of course as a merchandise you know uh, sales play. Uh, and so basically, long story short, I feel about like, you know, the in-season tournament is similar to the new city edition jerseys every year. They're just kind of throwing some bullshit at us, hoping to, to, to create some revenue, generate some revenue. Uh, and I'm with Evan. I don't really care. Uh, at least the Lakers jerseys don't suck this year, but, uh, hopefully the court, you know, doesn't blind us, but yeah, you know, and it would be cool if a guy like Max Christie or one of these rookies, got you know an extra million dollars if we want it but you know the majority of our roster does not need any extra money especially lebron james oh yeah everybody pretty much got paid on our team i i i still i, I still don't understand i still don't understand like how it works i'm guessing it's like because i watch a lot of wnba so i feel like it's like their commissioner's cup right where they play the games and season and then they have tournament games but they don't have like a champion league in soccer, yeah, yeah, like that. that. I wish they would have just did a full on tournament in the beginning of the season, like for a warm up of the season, and then did a shorter season because, like, I think 82 is just starting to get to be too much. I think it's too much ball, and it's just these guys are playing just rapidly, and it, I think this is an acceleration of I don't think the load management like they said was protecting them I just think the acceleration of just the game playing that fast at that type of pace so many more days like Lakers just came off of like what four games in the last week like what we and had a game going on the road again yeah yep. we get, we had literally we did a back to back and we had a day off game two days off game a day off game it's like yo yeah like yeah somebody's gonna have a quad injury yeah somebody's gonna have the achilles injury yeah somebody's gonna have this kind of injury because you're there's just so many people so fast all the time like booker just he was out then back in and he's back out with a different type of injury it was like 
ankle, knees, toes. It's like, like, like what? How did he get this injury? So it's just, I, I, I wish they would have just went like, okay, let's just do a tournament. Let's just, they could have just easily been like, okay, let's, um, let's do a in-season tournament where everybody plays everybody like a round robin based on like last year's, um, last year's uh, results, and then do the round robin for like two, two, two or three rounds, and then that seeds everybody, and then boom, just go through it. And then by the time you finish it, you're getting into another season. You could have done it by, by Christmas, and then you get into the start of the season on Christmas. And then, boom, that goes into the season, and boom, you go through that. So then they can – so if you have an injury in that where by the t- it don't affect your season because now people got to adjust on, like, even in now in the season, if I got LeBron James and I'm in this cup and it's a championship game, and it means what if we sit him or not? I'm not going to force him out there to win this championship cup that don't mean nothing to us. So what's the meaning for it? You, LeBron James takes that risk because, oh, I'll probably have like a couple of days off because it doesn't affect my season. That's the mindset that you're going to have to have um, in this whole thing. So I, I, it does seem like they're a little more competitive, like, I think more competitive for like the weaker teams. So the contenders aren't going to give a shit, but the weaker teams. And I think that's the good thing about it. Like you're going to have weaker teams beating contenders in these tournaments because they're going to be like, Oh, we don't care. We care about the bigger picture. So, but that then affects your ratings later on in the season. Oh, remember that random tournament game you played Orlando and you just was bullshitting go to state he was like oh we can lose to this team they don't <laughs> care oh yeah now you're a six seed instead of a five seed because of that loss they're gonna be like oh we gotta take this seriously next year that's that's how you grow it that's that's I think that's how it's gonna end up growing more interest in it because they're gonna point the media is gonna point out that time when they lost in this tournament they be like, well, that directly affected their root seed, and if they was on this seed, they probably make it through. But because they had to beat this team and they lost, boom. Okay, that's because you didn't take the t- tournament seriously. If you took the tournament seriously and went all the way through it, you wouldn't have had this random game you lost that then caused your seeding to be by. That yeah. that'll get into their psyche, but that's going to take time. So it's just going to have to grow on people. But yeah, I don't care actually- about it right now because I don't understand it. Yeah, and that actually gives it meaning. You know, like, if it actually counts for something, you know, for seeding, there's meaning. Because this, like I said, this tournament has no meaning other than yeah, that cash yeah. payout at the end. And it does like, count. Fan, the, the games do count towards your regular season record. Sorry to Yeah, interrupt. it counts towards your regular yeah, season. Yeah, but, but like, that's it's, it. it's, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's just kind of whatever. And then you have... If if you make it to the championship game, those two teams are playing one extra game. They're going to be playing right. 83. So, like, I also felt like, you know, why not at least have some sort of incentive of, you know, if whoever wins that game gets an extra win, you know, in the win column, you know, that, you know, that that helps with helps with tiebreakers or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, they get the tiebreakers. They always get the tiebreakers. Yeah. 
No, automatic. Exactly. They'll exactly. Auto, they get an automatic tie. Some sort no of matter incentive what. like that. Because, yeah. Or they get home court advantage in At round one point, of the playoffs or something. Yeah. yeah. But an automatic, exactly. I would say Anything. this automatic tie break will be easy for them because, like, if you're, if you're tied for five and four, and I lost the season series to this team that's at four. Now I get the automatic, so it don't even matter that you beat me for it t- on the series. I get the yeah. automatic because I that's won the fair. tournament. That's that fair. will now incentivize people to be in the tournament because you don't want to be that team that you done worked your ass off. You beat this team in this thing, and it don't matter because they got the automatic. <laughs> You're like, oh, we should have took that shit seriously. See, that's I think that will like tr- stuff like that, or even what you just said, like. Like an automatic first round, I think that would incentivize people to be like to give a fuck about it because the players aren't exactly. going to give a fuck about it. Not, I, and when I say the players, I'm talking about the more higher team seeds, the one, two, three, four that's actually like contenders. They're mm-hmm. not going to care. Those yep. bottom feeding teams like the the Grizzlies right now and all these other bad teams that's out there, they're going to give a fuck about it because these games. Might be the only time they get a championship run is this yeah. time. And like, cash bonus. Yep. And it's a cash bonus to us. So it's going to be those younger teams that got a whole bunch of guys that aren't making trillions and billions of dollars like these other guys are. They're going to play hard because they're going to get that money and they all this other stuff. And those younger, that, that's where you get the intrigue. And if they add that other incentive of like, that's how you get the, the contenders to care. You get the contenders to care because it's like, oh, this is going to mess up your contendership. You can lose out to these one of these bottom feeding teams, and now you don't got the tie break. So now you're a six seed instead of a five. You're a four seed instead of a three. That matters. So that's when they start giving a fuck. They ain't going to care about the money. They're going to care because they see it. So I think we basically just solved the NBA in-season tournament. So we'll be sure to clip this and send it to Adam Silver. And I want some money if they do that. We'll get this thing fixed fixed for next year. But uh, uh, how about we get into uh, some NFL talk? What do you guys think? I know we're uh, we're we're running a running a little low on time here. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah, let's do it, man. Yeah. So, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, uh, my Packers had a huge win today. Uh, I'm feeling on top of the world, uh, specifically the the last, the second half of the game, uh, and specifically the last play of the game uh, was just a beautiful, uh, beautifully drawn up play by Matt Lafleur, our coach, and beautifully executed by Jordan Love. Uh, I'll be sure to tweet it from Hoop Zooted, but basically. He did a couple of wide receiver motions, uh, pre-snap, gave Love two options between Watson and uh, Christian Watson and Jordan Jaden Reed, two of our fastest receivers. Had everyone focused on those two while our tight end, Luke Musgrave, just went right up the middle. Nobody saw him, uh, and it was an easy touchdown pass to put the game away. So uh, that was music to my ears, and I was super happy. Uh, as you can see, the pack is back, but uh, I really want to hear uh, Evan's take because uh, the Ravens, I don't know who they even played, but they beat the shit out of whoever they played, and I, they're starting to look like they might be you know, the number one or two ranked team in the entire NFL right now. So uh, 
Uh, and then I know New Dawn's a Bills fan too, so we're going to get into that. But Evan, let's let's what's how are you feeling about the NFL right now? Oh, I'm I'm feeling feeling great about the NFL right now. Like, yeah, that you know, the Ravens have finally kind of got a little bit of continuity with their offensive line, and that offense is looking great finally. Like, you know, people had talked about it at the beginning of the year, and um you know, expected it to be a high-powered offense. And, you know, it kind of sputtered out the gates a little bit, you know, and a lot of it was because of injuries, especially to that line. But, yeah, they've, they've got it going right now. And, yeah, like watching this team play is a lot of fun. And, yeah, I, you know, watching, especially like I, I, I was thinking about this today, especially, you know, because I also wa- hate watch the Cowboys this afternoon and, you know, watch Philly beat them. Oh, uh, you know, yeah. Tackled when, when, they couldn't, when they couldn't pull it off in the fourth. But um, it was just funny to me earlier. I was thinking to myself, like, you know, it's it's really nice to kind of not hate my team every damn Sunday. It's, it's really nice because, <laughs> like, I've spent, you know, like 20 plus years just being mad at that team being mad at jerry just so fucking angry and like you know so like there was like a sense of relief today watching that game of like you know like yeah i i enjoy this team and like i there's no like like underlying animosity that i want to you know just strangle <laughs> So yeah, that's that's been somebody. great, man. You know, like so. Yeah, I I, I got off the narcotic of, of the Cowboys, and I, I couldn't be better for it. You know. <laughs> and you guys kicked the shit out of the Seahawks today too, which is yes, excuse me, Seahawks, yep. no joke. The Seahawks, I believe, were five and I think you guys were both five and two going into that game. So you guys won like thirty-eight to three or something crazy. And this new running back, you know, we have all over the course of this podcast, Evan and I have been talking about kind of the one issue, one potential issue with the Ravens is their their running back depth with uh, since J.K. Dobbins tore his Achilles in week one. And you guys had some kid who I'd never even heard of this week go off for like 150 yards and two touchdowns. So he's, I know, going to be the yeah. top top waiver wire on every fantasy league this week. So uh Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah I was um, he was on my fantasy. Um, he was on my fantasy. I think his name is Edwards. What is no, 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 no. So that's not Gus no, Edwards. No, no. Gus Mitchell. Edwards had a good game. Mitchell, I think. Yes, Mitchell. So this kid's a rookie, and it was his first game playing today. I'll pull up his stats. Uh, but this kid went nuts. Keaton Mitchell, nine carries, 138 yards, one touchdown with an average of 15 yards per carry. So, uh, yeah, he he came onto the scene out of nowhere and uh, will definitely be, like, on the top of everyone's, you know, waiver wire pickup list. But it seems like now that you, uh, the trade deadline has passed, you guys didn't get Derrick Henry, and it seems like you may not need him. So good for you. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm yeah, happy. Obviously, that. we had this rookie just – waiting in the wings i i'm not sure if he was you know injured or whatever but like yeah it just like he was waiting for his opportunity obviously and he got You're it like today. where the fuck was this guy but this is awesome the fucking <laughs> most of it man so yeah yeah um, gus edwards that's who i got yeah so he's great and he had two yeah. tds today but yeah, he uh, he's TDs. been he's been playing for them 
this Keaton Mitchell guy okay. is just out of fucking nowhere. But um, yeah. New Dawn, I'm interested. So we're recording this Sunday night as the yeah. Bills are playing the Bengals. The Bills, on, the Bills, so I'm curious to I hear your thoughts. Just, did they kick a field goal? I think they just kicked a field goal. I haven't really um, I was looking at They're going into the half. Um, I'm pulling so it up now. It looks but. like it's 21. Uh, Bengals are up 21-7 at halftime. 21-7 at halftime. Yeah, so they must have missed the field goal or whatever. Yeah, the Bills are just uh, – they had too many guys lose. Once they lose, lost um, – oh, oh, I forgot his name. Linebacker. Oh, Von – or no, um, uh, Tremaine Edwards, the guy that went to the Bears. The Bills? Yeah, yeah, I believe the yeah. Bills. No, Edwards. the Bills. I forgot who it was. Uh, Malone. I forgot his name. Von Miller? Uh, no, not Von. Von's there. there. Yeah. It's another one. Pollard. Pollard, I think, is down to. Uh, we lost another cornerback. Oh, um, yeah. Was it like Mike Miller? So I think I know yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah a couple yeah. of the guys we've lost on defense. We've lost a lot of guys on defense. Milano. Milano. Yeah, Milano. Yeah, Milano. Yeah. yeah. So, um, we lost him. Um, once we lost him and just uh white, once he tore his his Achilles, it was like it's just too much. It's a pile on, and this and is you're now relying on your offense to give just everything they got, and it's just they don't have a running game really that they establish. Um, I, I feel like the coaching um from the Offensive coordinator is just bad. And I think they have tuned out their coach, their head coach. I think they have tuned him out. I don't think they believe that he is the way to go. So I could predict that once this season is over, he might be – him and the GM might be let go. Um, and then there might be some t- turning around um, and truly try to build around Josh Allen because he's a talent. He's a talent that you can – he still is in the prime of his career, and if you take the time out, I, I wouldn't – You ain't too much. You don't have to really move Stephon Diggs. I think they are cool enough that you could kind of keep them, but you could make some other moves that you could get a running back, some offensive linemen, a real defense, and a real coordinator and a real head coach that can play the offense and can move the offense along in this new age. And could play enough defense where you you got because Josh Allen should be in the same echelon conversations of a L- Lamar Jackson and all these other guys. Pat Don't Mahomes, put that around Evan, but I do yeah. agree. <laughs> yeah, like like you could you he should be in those conversations and he's not because his coordinators is failing him, his, his his GM is failing him because he's relying on these older guys that are just perpetually getting hurt each year. So you, you're going to have to do something to kind of shake it. And either you move players or you move the coaching. And I think maybe it's time to move on from the coach. I think his voice is just not being heard. But I don't think they're going to do any of that. I think they're going to try to run this thing back again. They're going to say everybody was hurt and we're going to run it back. So that's probably what's going to happen. So I've kind of just like threw my hands up. I, um, I'm on the basketball side now at this point. I, I just watch football for my fantasy at this point. I feel you. One thing that would, in terms of changing, 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, just to wrap a bow on the Bills, uh, it would be interesting. I agree. Ultimately, I don't think they're going to make a coaching change just because I think McDermott, everyone loves him for some reason. Yeah, they if do. you guys could somehow get Ben Johnson, the OC at the Lions, who's going to be like, he's like the hottest, basically he's going to be the top head coach, uh, like uh, free agent this summer. But he is like that kind of like new age Kyle Shanahan type offensive. Him or be enemy, be enemy. Well, not chill, chill. The Packers are going to get the enemy, so let's. He's we're we're getting him, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, the enemy and Ben Johnson are like going to be the two kind of the two hottest uh, head coaches. Yeah, y'all got to move Matt Lafleur. Matt. LaFleur. Yeah, that's a whole that's a conversation for a whole nother day, but. Uh, I'm just happy we got our win today. So, so no, please don't rain on my parade, New Don. Uh, the the pack is back. So let's just remember that for yeah, this cheer, week. Cheers to your team, man. Team <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. The pack is back at least through about like Tuesday afternoon when it. Yeah, for 24 hours at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway. You know, moving on, that that means only one thing. Historical Sonar Circle, and you know the new hoop zooted with one percent more production. <laughs> I was going to say it's incredible that uh, three stoners, and really it was just one stoner. It was Evan uh, figured out how to make that, but uh, that was awesome. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I like that. <clears throat> well, thank you. Yeah, I had a lot of fun making that. So, anyway, um, you know, you guys know the drill. It's it's gas or pass. And we're going to start off. We're going to start off with um, the other half of Public Enemy, um, Flavor Flav. Now, would you gas or pass with Flavor Flav? Let's start with you, Colin. Oh, 100%, 100% gas. Uh, Flavor Flav, first of all, love Public Enemy. Uh, second of all, Flavor Flav is just a hilarious human being. The, uh, the whole, his kind of whole second act of, uh, I forget that fucking show he had. I think it might have been just called the Flav of Flav show where he like had it was on MTV and I, I don't know. Flavor of Love. That was Flavor of Love. Flavor of Love. He wore the clock, dude. The whole thing. Shit was hilarious. Uh, so, yeah, I would 100 uh, percent smoke with with Flavor of Flav. Hopefully he'd give me my own, you know, Kirk Cousins style bling clock that I could wear. Uh, and, yeah, we could vibe out to his music and uh and and shoot the shit uh, that's a that's a hard gas for me what a, what about you Nudon? gas oh, or that's pat a, oh that's a gas that is a straight <laughs> gas i i've got so many things i want to ask him about that show for sure yeah, some, exactly. there, that show 
was historical. It oh was yeah, just, bro! You could go back and watch those shows, and it spawned other people into into um, other uh, other ventures that they were going through. So yeah, it was just it was just one of those things that was just I yeah you gotta you gotta gas that for sure. Evan, yeah. what about you? Well, you know, this one actually may may surprise you a little bit. Um, you know, the, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's there's reports that he's really cleaned himself up a lot. And, you know, Chuck has even, you know, talked on Twitter that he's, you know, the best he's seen him in years. And, you know, he's even hanging out with Taylor Swift. And, you know, so, so he's, he's a reformed man and really clean. And like, so like, I want to, but I, I don't want to be the bad influence. So I, I would just love to hang out with him and just kill with him. And, you know, cause Man, I, I've been a fan of Public Enemy since since you know album one. So like, yeah, I I would have so many things that I would love to sit and talk to him about. You know, just just about hip hop alone. And so, yeah, I, I wouldn't need the gas. I I could spend hours, you know, just talking with Flavor Flav. Oh and, yeah, you know, I would like love. I, said, I, don't, I don't want to be the bad influence now because like I, I'm all for you know like if 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 people are, need to you know reform their lives and you know do better like you know like i'm all for that man and like you know it, it's good to hear that he's doing good and doing so well and like you know and like him singing at the anthem i i thought that was awesome personally like you know he he sang that he was in tune and you know for all the people that you know were asking like you know why did why did they let flavor flav do that like you know that was an honor of Flavor Flav doing that. You know that that was amazing. I loved it. Yeah, that. So, yeah. I I just I'm I'm cool with the like people get so enamored about it as a as a person that has served my country and that has done that anthem on numerous occasions at at stadiums and at things. I'm gonna tell a little dirty secret. Military folks don't care that much. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> I used to be on base when people used to, officers, officers of the United States of the of whatever military branch would run the moment they hear colors start. And if you don't know what colors means, it's just they that's when they start to do the whole burr, 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 they do all the whole trumpets. That's when they hear that they be like, whoop, they get on out. <laughs> now we used to have to stop them to be like, no, you will sit out here, you will salute because they didn't want to sit there and salute. So don't don't feel so enamored, like, oh my god, we gotta do it for the soldiers. The soldiers don't care, they don't want they don't care about all that, they just do a job. They they honor their country and they move on. This pageantry stuff that y'all like to do is just what y'all like to do. So I I like when they fooled around with the pageantry and like, yeah, let's let everybody sing it. I'm cool with people that can't sing it, don't know how to sing it. We let kids sing it. Just sing it. Like, it's just a song. Like, y'all care too much about the damn pageantry of it. Nobody else cares. Like, we will fight for our country, but all this pageantry stuff is just that's something for y'all that's the only reason why they give us dress uniforms it's for the pageantry well yeah, one well thank you thank you new dawn for your service uh and two thank you evan for misleading new dawn and i 
into saying we want oh, to yeah. smoke with the guy, yeah. saying we want to smoke with a guy who's now trying to reform his life. Like we so, terrible I, people. Really that made us feel like that. so terrible. So like, damn, okay, I gotta go to church awesome now. About gassing with a guy who no longer smokes anymore. Uh, no, yeah, but I'm. I just, I just passed it to you and just snatched the rug out from you. Yeah, yeah that was a total bait and switch. But uh, <laughs> let's let's move on in here. Here, who you got for the next one? Yeah, so the next one, um, you know, is famous writer, you know, um, you know, known for, you know, a lot of things, you know, the Telltale Heart and, you know, the Raven, Edgar Allan Poe. So, you know, would you or would you would you gas or pass with Edgar Allan Poe? Definitely gas. Uh, I'm super into all things horror like all genre you know horror genre thrillers uh scary halloween you know which is kind of was always edgar Allan poe's uh vibe so there's actually a new netflix show i guess we might get to this next but there's a new netflix show based off of a bunch of edgar Allan poe's writings that's supposed to be great uh and it's some sort of a horror show uh so yeah i would totally guess with uh edgar Allan poe uh, you know, again, another person that you could soak up a bunch of knowledge from, uh, and would love to listen to him tell some spooky ass stories and, uh, you know, you know, get, get spooky with it. <clears throat> yeah, it's a definite gas for me. Um, I, Edgar Allan Poe is from Baltimore, right? He's a Baltimore guy, right? Cause I remember... I, so. I think sure. their museum is in like DC or Baltimore area. It's a yeah. museum or something for them. I, mm -hmm. I've been there um, because during our service, like a lot of people, a lot of people think like when we do military service, like it's just like brute force or whatever. Like I actually got a lot of education <laughs> out of the military service and like going to school and like, in those times when I was studying, when I was in, um, I was stationed in Baltimore. So I spent a lot of time in Baltimore, DC, Virginia. So I learned a lot about history and just Edgar Allan Poe was just one of those poets that you, you had to have time to like, listen to. They, and just, they, it's the tragedy of it. And it's the, 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 the heart of it. And it's just one of those things that you want to have a conversation with somebody that, that is able to to write in that kind of way to like make you think but also make you understand life in a different way but life after life in a different way how the beauty of death um but also the tragedy of death too so to get into that kind of like dynamic with them is it's a definite gas for me oh yeah what about you evan mm -hmm. Nice. Like, you know, this one actually, like, you know, I guess I'm probably going to, you know, go the other way again because, you know, he was also known to be, you know, uh, an opium addict. And like, you know, I I'm worried that like, if, if I started getting high with him, that he's going to start getting paranoid and start making me paranoid and <laughs> it'll end up being a bad time. <laughs> so, this sounds so like, like another know, bait and switch, I, Evan. Yeah, it's <laughs> like it feels like a. a You're just out like here killing Newton and I, dude. This is messed up. 
these Jedi <laughs> mind tricks Evan is pulling on us as yeah. we're sitting here high trying to yeah yeah through. It's like okay. <laughs> so anyway, let's let's move on to our last one. Our last one, you know, we all know him. We all love him. He's he's the player who actually will come and inter- interact with fans. Kevin Durant. Will you yeah. gas or pass with Kevin Durant? I would totally gas with KD. There's that famous clip of him on uh, uh, on Dave Letterman's like Netflix special, and Dave Letterman's asking him, you know, like how many players, you know, is is it true that the majority of the NBA, you know, smokes marijuana? And this was a couple years ago before the NBA had legalized uh, marijuana. And Kevin Durant's like, what do you mean? Like all the NBA smokes marijuana. And he's like, really? He's like, yeah, I'm actually, I'm high right now. Like as I'm doing the interview. Uh, And it was this clip that, that was awesome clip that went viral. So uh, yeah, ever since then, I've, I've loved Kevin, Kevin Durant from a, from a marijuana standpoint. And then obviously just one of the smoothest basketball players of all time. Um, You know, anyone I, he's just so we, the Lakers played him the other day. He put up 39 against us. Um, is still at his age, just so smooth, so incredible, has such a deep bag. Um, would just love to to smoke with him and talk talk ball with him and uh, talk about you know some of the guys he's played against because he's been in the league for uh, you know what is it like seventeen years now. So he's he's getting up there with Braun for one of the older guys in the league. So. Uh, would definitely gas with Kevin Durant and uh, just shout out to him in general. One of the, I know a lot of people don't like him for some reason, but he's one of the best to ever do it. And, uh, and I respect that he kind of marches to the beat of his own drums. So what about you, new Don? Yeah, it's a definite gas. Um, He's a smoker. uh, And um, I was one of those guys that felt like, um, I wish more industries would just embrace it and just understand like the um, medicinal things about marijuana. And I'm glad that he was at the forefront of just that conversation to say, like, it's not a performance enhancer. Uh, like Sherry Richardson not being able to run. Um, but I'm, I'm glad. I think that had needed to happen to motivate her too, because I think she would have been at the Olympics and kind of got embarrassed by those, those, those other guys. Cause it would have been, she wouldn't have been ready for that moment, but this causing her to actually go out there and she trained and trained and trained and trained and trained. Now she's the fastest in the world. So that needed to happen, but still the way it happened, it was one of those things. Like it was not a performance answer. Why are we, why are we having this conversation? It, it, it helps me deal with your bullshit. <laughs> like, like that's a lot of it is just that it helps me deal with your bullshit so a lot of industries need to embrace that and i'm glad he was at the forefront of that so i would like to have that kind of conversation with him i would like to ask, ask him like honest questions like yo what made you really think about why did you leave okc like why did you leave okc why was it really russ in that situation was it just like you just felt like oh this was the best chance you could win and do you feel any different about that choice like do you feel like you should have because if you ask lebron i bet you he'll say like the way he did it leaving cleveland was not the best because he wouldn't have felt the need to have to go back 
So I wonder if KD feels the need to have to go back and fulfill that, or does he not? Does Is this the path he's to- chosen and he's just said, okay, it is. So I would just like to have that kind of conversation with him. To, like beyond basketball, like what were you thinking? Like off court, the off court thoughts, because we always get the on court thoughts of him. I wanted to know what he thinks about off court, the business of basketball. I would love to know what he thinks about that. That's an awesome question, dude. I've actually haven't before I have any answers. I haven't thought about that. Uh, and randomly the, the thunder do have the assets to, if they wanted to, to probably be able to get KD, but that's a conversation for another day, but that is actually yeah. a really interesting thought of, of does he, you know, maybe want to fulfill, uh, Something that was unfulfilled by by when he left. But Evan, what about you? Gasser, Gasser passed with uh, KD. Yeah, you know, I, I I could try and switch it up on you guys here again, but you know, no, this this is where I I, I go into my mode of pleading because not only do I want to gas with Kevin, I want him to come on this show. Please, yeah, Kevin, I- Kevin, <laughs> like that that is that is one of my dreams like, to get. Any any player, but especially an active player, to come on this show and talk with us, uh, like that would be a dream, dream come true. So please, Kevin, if you're listening, if this ever gets to you somehow floating through the ether, please come on our show. We would love to have you, even if it's for just you know 15 minutes. So like that's he interacts great. with the he interacts yeah. with the guys. I was in that space when um, yes. I was anymore. Yeah. Yes. And, and he I was, was like, gems, dude. It was awesome. Yeah, it was. Like, it was good. He was good. Yeah, we was. Yeah, Kelly, you was in there, and I was. Yeah. We was all because all the we all. I don't know why we all was just happened to be in there. It just ended up being in there. It just it was like a random time, and then just randomly he just came up. It was like, wait, what? Wait, what? what? Mm-hmm. And he just started yeah. talking. It was just. It was an incredible like listen. And people, people was. I guess was like trying to go at him but he was just being honest and i just enjoyed him being honest and i hated that people were like like the other media folks was like why are you arguing with guys on like no that's what the fans want like what are y'all talking about the fans want him to have it was incredible to have an actual player say y'all y'all care too much about this or y'all care too much about that y'all should just enjoy the game and he understand gambling and was like i get but I don't care about your parlay. Like I, I, man, it was like, yo, like I was thinking the same thing. Like, why do y'all think they care about you making a mistake or they parlay? They don't care about you. Them not getting 12 points. You don't think they, they tried their hardest to get 20 something points. I think they tried their damnedest to get 20 something points. It just didn't fall. So he didn't get it. That's what happens with gambling. So I, I I loved it, man. I loved it. One of the dopest things he said is he was talked a lot about Anthony Davis and AD, and he's like, he's like, are you serious? We got fans out here questioning AD's ability on the defensive floor, on, on the defensive end of the floor, like yeah. just because Joker, just because the Nuggets swept the Lakers, he's like, AD is without a doubt one of the best, if not being that best defensive player in the world. Like, if you can't see that as a fan, then you probably just don't understand the game. So that was dope to hear yeah. him talk about one of if our players. He was players. mad that he took up for AD. They was like, why are you taking up for AD? I'm like, AD is the best defender in the league, y'all. Like, yeah, like, was... let's, let's stop this conversation. He should have been had a defensive player of the year. Y'all exactly. get it. Look at, look at how butt-naked uh, JJJ looks out here right now. Like, Literally, bro. Perfect. So that's on a 
we could probably go on an hour rant about that, but that was awesome to have KD confirm what all three of us know about, about Anthony Davis. Absolutely. So anyway, you know, it's been another, another great conversation, you know, a lot of fun, but had a lot of fun having you up here, New Don. Um, you know, great talking to you again, Colin. Um, New Don, is there anything that you'd like to, you know, you got coming up that you'd like to plug before we say goodbye here? Um, no, nothing new um, other than the Dawn Lounge that's coming soon. Um, I'm getting it on um, my podcast um, ready to go. Um, probably going to have some guys on there. would love to have you guys on there. Um, it's more of a, just like this kind of vibe. It's a little bit of a, a, a backseat. I want to kind of let the, t- the, the season go on. And when we have the lulls of the league where we have those Sunday night games and stuff like that, I got to have an after show um, and be able to have a conversation really about the game of basketball and um, what's going on in the league and what's not going on and maybe a little drama here and there, um, but no bar fights or anything like that. So coming soon to Dawn Lounge and y'all can follow me at uh, New Dawn on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. Um, y'all can see me always on uh, late night lake show spaces. I'll be on there. Um, Purple and girl mind spaces and their stuff they're doing. Uh, I'll be on there. So um, y'all catch me everywhere. Yeah. If you're not for the listeners, if you're not following New Dawn on, on Twitter slash X, definitely slam that follow button. He's always dropping gems on spaces. Uh, and he's also got some just hilarious, He's he's one of my gif gif kings. So uh appreciate you for coming on, man. And uh and I'll I'll let Evan finish up here. Yeah, man. Again, just great conversation. Great to have all you guys. So anyway, we're gonna sign off here. So everybody peace out and stay zooted. Stay zooted, y'all. Oops. In the history of mankind. Men have been called out and written up millions of times over. But only one man was written up for, and I quote, making barnyard noises and wouldn't stop. Rest in power, my friend. Washiko.